Now to Afghanistan, where there has been a handful of anti-Taliban protests in cities, including the capital, Kabul. Uh, several people were killed when Taliban militants fired on a crowd in one eastern city, while in Kabul, a small group tried to wave the Afghan national flag. There have also been reports of people tearing down the Taliban flag. The protests come as more evacuation flights left Kabul, despite Taliban fighters blocking access to the international airport. Aisha Tanzim is the Afghanistan and Pakistan bureau chief for Voice of America, and I spoke to her earlier from Kabul. Thank you very much for having me. You should tell me what you're hearing about these protests. It seems an extraordinary act of defiance. Yes, it is, and we've heard that it happened in several cities, including capital Kabul. But there are also other kinds of protests. Uh, um, you know, two days ago, there was a protest in the capital in front of the French and German embassy, men and women demanding uh, that these countries give them refugee status. So we are watching that slowly Afghans are coming out and demanding their rights. But we have to remember that this is a this is very slow, very gingerly. People are kind of testing the waters to see how far they can go and uh, what are Taliban red yeah. lines and when do they get to cross them. Uh, when the Taliban first came into Kabul, everybody just um, uh, kind of hunkered down, got inside their houses. The first day the city was deserted. Um, there was hardly anyone on the streets, very few cars. The second day a few more cars, and now as days are passing, we are watching not only the city opening back up, but people also getting back out and kind of testing whether the Taliban will stick to their promises that they made, promises to protect human rights, promises to protect women's rights, and promises to protect freedom of expression. So people are now trying to hold Taliban uh, to their word. And what are we seeing from the Taliban at this stage? Are we seeing a uniform response or is it being left to these pockets of gunmen to respond as they will? Well, we're seeing a more uniform response response in capital Kabul. Uh, and then we are hearing sporadic reports from some provinces here and there where pockets of uh, uh, Taliban are doing something different. So, for example, in Jalalabad, we heard two journalists getting beaten up. Um, and uh, we heard about the firing in, uh, in the crowd that killed people. Uh, and Taliban have repeatedly said media is ready to go out, uh, ready to, um, media is free to go out and report. Um, I talked to the news director of one of the uh, uh, biggest news channels in Afghanistan, Tolo News, and he said that his reporters, including female reporters, are going out to report. And he said that the channel has left it up to the women how they want to dress. Now, one thing we noticed on the streets of Afghanistan, particularly in capital Kabul, is that not only women, but even men have changed their clothing. So usually you would see a lot of men in Western clothing going around in jeans and T-shirts or wearing suits sometimes if they were government officials. Uh, everybody is now wearing shalwar kameez. So even men have gone local and the women are covering themselves up more than what was normal for Kabul before the Taliban takeover. So we're seeing a lot more abayas and women covering their entire head, the hijab, making sure no hair showed. Uh, that is not the Kabul that I am at least used to seeing in the six years I've been coming here to report. 
Aisha, tell us about Kabul airport. Of course, we've seen these terrible, um, distressing images of Afghans desperately trying to get onto evacuation flights. Uh, I know that you're inside the airport itself, but what awareness do you have of the situation outside? Are people being allowed to get to get to the airport? Well, people are coming in every day. Even today, I went to the tarmac to see the evacuation process and more and more people were arriving even as I was standing there. However, getting inside the airport is extremely difficult. And I can tell you it took me three tries being unsuccessful on the first two occasions because of the crowds, because of the rush, because of bullets being fired. I saw Taliban uh, doing crowd control, beating people back with batons, sometimes firing into the air uh, as a way of crowd control. Um, And I had to return uh, twice because the gates were closed because the crowds were so unruly, there was no way to get inside. And on the third try, it took me two hours of standing in a packed, jam-packed crowd, pushing and shoving, children crying, women wailing, some people getting panic attacks, even grown men crying. The situation got so bad and it took hours of pushing and shoving for me to get close enough to the gate where I could get in. So getting inside the airport is not easy and the U.S. Embassy has made it very clear that they cannot provide safe passage to the airport. However, When you get to the airport and when you get inside, you get processed into the evacuation flights. Inside the airport, I've been hearing gunfire all day long. Yesterday, it was uh, really high, you know, gunfire from the north side where uh, I entered the day before. So um, I can tell you that the scenes that you've seen on social media of, you know, thousands of people around the airport, Uh, dozens, if not hundreds of them, just camping outside the airport, not going home, sleeping outside the airport, just in the hopes of getting in somehow. Uh, Those scenes are all true. I've seen them all with my own eyes. Isha, in terms of the Taliban itself and their intention to form a government, are we any clearer on what form that's going to take? I know Hamid Karzai, the former president, has been meeting uh, with members of the Taliban. Is there any chance of any kind of a coalition? We don't know exactly what form of government Taliban want. Um, They have been vague um, and not mentioned whether it's going to be a presidential setup, a parliamentary setup, or a shura, or a caliphate. Um, We know that the Taliban don't like elections. So nobody's expecting them to form a political party and, you know, inviting everybody to participate in politics. What we are hearing from uh, journalists, local journalists and people close to senior uh, Afghan leadership is that there there are talks about forming a shura um, and giving, uh, you know, these senior Afghan leaders like uh, former President Hamid Karzai, like Dr. Abdullah Abdullah, uh, the head of High Council of National Reconciliation, uh, maybe even Gulbadin Hikmat, a former, uh, you know, jihadi leader, maybe giving these guys some roles. So there are negotiations going on, as you said. Um, indications are that uh, negotiations are to form some kind of shura. Everybody expects, because the Taliban now control the country, most of the country, um, uh, barring the Panjshir Valley and the Hazara areas. 
that the Taliban will be dominant in whatever form of the government uh, the future of Afghanistan holds, um, and they will have the power. But it seems like under international pressure and understanding that if they do this alone, if they try to do this alone, then they will lose, uh, you know, international funding. Uh, you know, the Afghan government's reserves are frozen. Uh, they will not have international legitimacy. They are trying to be somewhat inclusive. We don't know yet uh, what percentage they'll allow. Aisha Tanzim, the Afghan Afghanistan and Pakistan Bureau Chief for Voice of America, they're speaking to me on a very crackly connection from Kabul, but definitely worth hearing uh, her insights.